0: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Usually, folks, I have a single guest for Song of the Soul, but today, and a time or two more, we're doing it very differently This song of the soul is on a theme of connection and compassion across borders and was born as an idea a few years back when immigrant kids were kept in cages, separated from their families, and they were in the headline news. And three songs came to my attention in a single week by folks who I esteem and most of whom I've previously interviewed. I finally got around to reaching out to them and to some others to share Songs of the Border music and musings of caring for our neighbors, especially those on a pilgrimage to a better life. First up, we'll start with an Eau Claire, Wisconsin local, Randall Adams, joining me here in person. Randy, thanks for joining me for this special edition of Song of the Soul, the Songs of the Border. My pleasure. I last did an interview with you, what's it now, f- over three years ago. Pre-COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that time I entitled it Wind, Waves, Dreams, and Music. But there's been so much going on in your life. And you've been writing also music that concerns itself with the immigrants to this country, how they've been treated, how they're not being treated well. Is that kind of thing an essential part of your consciousness? I don't know if I'd call it political or just societal maybe awareness.
1: Maybe a little more than that. I studied Spanish for many years, and I was a graduate of the Latin American Studies program at the University of Wisconsin in Madison and have studied in Mexico and traveled quite a lot in Spanish-speaking areas, grown to know the people there and the cultures and some of the reasons that there is a great deal of interest from those quarters of finding the United States.
0: That led directly to a song that you had written those few years ago. I knew about it, and you're one of the reasons that this special Songs of the Border Edition is happening, because your song came to my attention, one that Peter Alsoff had written came to my attention, and then I saw one by Willie Nelson. All of this together said, this is something that I should be doing something about, and then I didn't. Just too much of life intervening. But the concern is still there. Back at that point in history, we were talking about the kids in cages and all of those issues. Do you still feel the same concern today?
1: Oh, yes. The political barriers to immigration have not really relaxed. On uh, point of fact, there are still quite a few of the children from that particular era who have not been reunited with their parents yet. That's a, a huge problem in dealing with migration. And because of the politicization of this policy of how we deal with our immigrant applications, it doesn't look like it's going to be solved anytime real soon.
0: Well, tell me about Un Clamor en la Noche, and you can say it better than I can. Uh,
1: It's Un Clamor en la Noche. The title means A Cry in the Night, and it speaks to the immigrant children at that time, a few years ago, that were being separated from parents and basically held in cages. I wrote the song in Spanish and then translated it back to English, a little bit of a reversal for a native English speaker, but then Spanish is my 2nd 1st language, so... (laughs) The song begins with a traditional Mexican birthday song, of all things, called Las Mañanitas. It's usually sung to small children, and it's sung at a very early hour of the morning to wake them up and greet them on what is known as the Saints Day in Mexican culture. And it's a very happy occasion when the family is together and probably a lot of friends and such, too, gathered to do this. But then in the world that we live in now, that took a strange twist and ended up with a small child being separated from his or her parents at the border when they're trying to find a better way of life and more opportunity. The cry of the night becomes one that is uttered by this child and all the others and by the parents.
0: Let's listen to it right now. In Clamor en la Noche, by Randall Adams.
1: Estas son las mañanitas que cantaba el Rey David. Hoy por sedia de tu santo te las cantamos a ti. Despierta, mi bien despierta, mira que amaneció. These are the morning songs that the great King David sang. We are singing them just for you on this, your saint's day. Wake up, my little one, wake up, the night has fled. The birds have long been singing. The moon has put herself to bed. ¿Dónde estás, mamá? ¿Dónde estás, papá? Tengo frío aquí sin la manta ni colchón. In la noche, clamo para ustedes, clamo ustedes para mí. Where are you, my mother, father? It's cold here with no blanket or bed. I cry out for you in the night. Do you cry for me? Mm -hmm. Viva ora una jaula de hierro como perro. Demasiados cachorros en una jaula sin cualquier cosa humana. No tenemos ni un fútbol ni un cepillo de dientes. Yo no tengo a ustedes mis padres. I live now in an iron cage. Kept like a dog We are so many in a cage With no human touch There isn't a soccer ball Nor a toothbrush Where are you, my parents Mama, Papa Creo que mañana será mis cumpleaños. No estoy cierto yo? Tomorrow may be my birthday, I'm not sure. What did I do? Despierta, mi bien despierta, mira que amaneció. Ya los la Wake up, my little one, wake up The night has fled, the birds have long been singing The moon has put herself to bed
0: We've got a lot of different guests here today for Song of the Soul, but Randall Adams is one of the people who helped kick it off when I did the interview with him back in 2019. I've got that linked on nordenspiritradio.org, and you can go directly to his site to follow up on his music, randalladamsmusic.com. It's all linked on nordenspiritradio.org, so you don't have to memorize everything right now. Un clamor en la noche, talking about... All of the crying that we caused, all the distress that we feed for people who are trying to come to our country, trying to find safety. Thank you so much, Randy, for writing that song, for caring, for continuing the caring. It's a lot of people don't see beyond our narrow borders.
1: We are somewhat short-sighted people in the United States. There are a lot of people who try to keep the fire lit in their own ways in different places, and I'm pleased that something that I wrote has caught your attention and hopefully will catch the attention of some folks in your listenership and the broader world.
0: And because I know you personally right here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where we both live, I also know that you have another song that is just coming out, is just being released. Tell me about Jericho.
1: Jericho is an ancient city that has biblical reference a number of times person named Joshua comes to mind.
0: Fit the Battle of Jericho? That's
1: the one, yeah. (laughs) But it comes across in other ways, too. And the thing that instigated me to think about Jericho was when a certain southern state governor, Florida comes to mind, was uh, (laughs) sending migrants— his illegals, off to uh, Martha's Vineyard, uh, which didn't work out quite the way he thought it would. But the fact that people who were fleeing in many, many cases for their lives and their families' lives were being treated as political pawns for somebody's personal ambitions struck me as gross and it brought to mind the story of the road to Jericho that almost everybody would know as the story of the Good Samaritan. Well, this song is not about the Good Samaritan. Put it bluntly, the road to Jericho has been heavily trod by many preachers and many writers and theologians and what have you, which was not my intent to do anything with that. I was concerned with the destination with the city of Jericho. Yes, we know that the road to Jericho was hard and mean, many dangers, and who can you trust? But the city of Jericho always made me wonder, what's there? Was it just a place to do business, or what was it? And I thought, well, it doesn't really matter what the old Jericho was. What's the new Jericho? What makes this story relevant in the context of today? The point is, is that if you're on the road to Jericho, Jericho is a place of refuge in one way or another. Uh, And I was thinking, let's see, all these folks that are trying to get here from the many dangers of their homelands in Latin America, as an example, are running the gauntlet to get here. And they think of the United States as their Jericho, their place of refuge. But is it? Do they get here and find that it is anything but a refuge, but that they are still pawns in somebody else's game?
0: Well, the recording that we're going to be listening to of your song, Jericho, it's not a polished studio recording, uh, or this song is really new. And so you're putting together a recording. Who's going to be on this one?
1: My music collaborator, John LeBrun, we are the Adams-LeBrun duo. John is percussionist extraordinaire, and we're doing the song on electric guitar and percussion. And it's a bit of an indie song. It's evidently heavy electric guitar
0: content, but it, the song seemed to beg for it. Let's listen to a song taking an old city and seeing the relevance. And by the way, one of the thoughts that I had, Randy, was that There was a political effort to dismiss and to raise fear of immigrants coming from the Central American countries up across Mexico. They were saying there's a caravan coming, and they're deliberately using that word to somehow evoke Middle Eastern, Arabs, Muslims, we should be afraid. I think that's what the attempt was. And I thought that the media that I prefer should have said, yes, there's a pilgrimage coming. Not a caravan, but a pilgrimage. And when people are looking for holy land, are we going to turn them away? What I'm mainly thinking is that you're wise to bring the vision back to the holy pursuit that so many of us have of safety, of well-being, of freedom from despots. So Jericho is a wonderful name for that. We're going to listen to one more song by Randall Adams. RandallAdamsMusic.com. When you're sitting here in Eau Claire with him, just call him Randy. Here is Jericho.
1: They come seeking respite and deliverance from the crush of poverty, gangs, and corruption. For an unknown fate in the north. Will it be a future in another land of spite? Or a future where someone stops to help on the way to Jericho? What desperation drives them Why run that gauntlet of thieves Coyotes and narcos Just to find some promised land What would cause anyone to leave All they know And take the road to Jericho Jericho, what a shimmering mirage An illusion in the desert, in desperation's cause Easy in the mind's eye, but the truth can be deceiving The road was hard and mean, and they could not believe That the city is worse on the way to Jericho. What stranger can you trust? In the north it waits But now the way is closed The city of asylum is now a city of gates They came so far to where a new life waits The road they walked was hard and mean, but is this city really one of hate? Jericho, what a shimmering mirage, an illusion in the desert, desperation's cause. Easy in the mind's eye But the truth can be deceiving The road was hard and mean They could not believe that the city is worse On the way to Jericho What stranger can you trust
0: Jericho was the second of the songs by Randall Adam for today's special Song of the Soul on a theme of Songs of the Border, about hearts big enough to welcome in our friends and neighbors from across those invisible lines that we call National Borders. Randy was one of the persons who kicked off this idea around three years ago, and will continue right on with the second of the three musicians who helped birth this project and program. I've had Peter Alsop on Northern Spirit Radio about a gazillion times over our 17 years of doing this program, and I'm so very happy to welcome him back again via Zoom. Peter, what a delight to have you back to Song and Soul for the umpteenth time. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. And we're here because you are one of the three songs. You are the person with one of the three songs who launched this idea three years ago three and a half years ago really so you're one of my inspirations over the decades for that matter thank you and you right that week I, that's when the first time i heard your song all our kids because when i interviewed you i guess it was september of 2020 i had your album camping with dads right that's right it's when it's on it was amazing this coming from all different sides for me tell me about the song all our kids where it came from for you you know you're in california
2: i am indeed i just as usual with the topical songwriters i felt like i needed to try to do something about the fact that this was going on at the borders with the way we were treating people particularly children which is you know that's been my stock and trade has been doing children's music that really is covert parenting information to people so I can get the kids to play it and the parents go, oh, God, I do that with my kid, don't I? Maybe I ought to cut that out. So I figured, what can I do for this one? And so I have kids on the song and there's some, there's a, there's some Spanish in it because that's where the most direct assault on the children was happening at the Mexican border, that the Mexican-American borders were a lot of the most prevalent assaulting of children by putting them in cages and in jail was happening. But I think your theme that I heard was about borders, all borders, and it's not just the immigration stuff which is coming up, but it's the way that we treat people, the adults as well, not just the kids. I remember as a when I was younger and I didn't have children, you know, something would happen to someone's children, and they go, "Oh well, they're all our children. I'm going, well, they're not my child. I don't know. What are you talking about? You And uh, as I get older and I'm a grandfather, I start realizing more what people were talking about was... The simplicity and beauty and innocence of a little child is so wonderfully pure, and they don't come out with being racist or they're not worried about what their sexual orientation is or what pronoun on gets used for them or they just cry when they when they need something they got to eat or they need their diaper changed or something pin sticking in them or something. Pretty simple and and wonderful and. All of the wonderfully wide and diverse plethora of human beings we see, even with things that people consider evil and blessed and sacred, it's all comes out of little kids that are the beans that we grow from. And it really struck me with this, that I, I used to talk to my audiences sometimes. i say, you know, we are now our country, and my name is holding people in Guantanamo. And am I going to do something about it? And the audience goes, yeah, because they've been listening to me for a while. I go, no, I'm not. I'm going to finish doing this. I'm going to go to bed tonight. and I'm going to go home and I'm going to work in the garden. I write letters. I do things sometimes, but I don't know that it's going to be anything effective. But I'll tell you, if my daughter was in Guantanamo, you'd think I'd be here doing a concert with you? And i all go, I said, you're right. I wouldn't. So as humans, we need to kind of be affected by stuff in order to take enough of a move. And the rest of our lives are something we're trying to juggle. And how do we do that and take political action and try to make a difference when we feel like maybe we don't even know how to begin? So. those choices that we make in our lives that are important i tried to put some of that into the song too because i did feel like i would love them just as much as i love my own kids
0: and i would feel awful about them being locked up so i wrote this song part of the song is you singing part of it is kids singing too and i've always wondered i mean you've done that on a lot of your albums your songs throughout the decades do you have a choir in stock that you can call up? Or is it, do you bring them in for this particular song and grab kids off the street? I don't know what you do. How do you get that wonderful singing?
2: You grab them off the street put them in cages and make sure they <laughs> sing to get out. Right. No. You know, I, I'm smiling because it's been so haphazard. When my kids were little, there were always tons of kids over. I just found it's way easier when you got two daughters. If they each have a friend over, then they're not fighting with each other. Well, that's not necessarily true, but they're <laughs> arguing we go on a trip, you'd bring some extra kids. So I knew lots and lots of kids. And when I did my albums, I just said, you guys want to come in and sing? And the parents are great. And I paid them in pizza or something. You know, I, mean, I, I gave everybody a $5 bill and I'm, I should have had them sign something because now that they're older, they're saying, hey, you just made a lot of money off of me. You ought to be getting a, I be, should be getting residuals, shouldn't I? But there was a whole gang of kids. And then as my girls got older and I didn't have grandchildren yet, I didn't have a bunch of people I could call to come and sing on things. So I found other neighborhood kids or kids from the local school. And this particular song, my oldest daughter's husband works with after school programs, drama programs with kids. And he had a whole bunch of kids at a school that they were doing something. And I asked him if I could come, teach them the song real quickly and have them sing into the microphone. And I have a whole slew of kids I don't even know very well that were singing on this one. And I used it for the video, not only the Camping with Dads, the the album that it's on, but I also Any of your listeners can go to YouTube and look up all our kids, with Peter Alsop, and they'll they'll see the video that I used cutting from footage, newsreel footage and things about stuff going on at the border, edited that together and stuck it up on YouTube.
0: I'll have those links. I mean, you can always track this down from PeterAlsop.com, but on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, I have links to Peter and to this particular video that Peter just referred to. So we'll have it all here. One last thing. You're in California. I'm in Wisconsin. The Spanish-speaking population of this area is of Eau Claire is something like 1.3%. I think it's probably higher in your neighborhood or certainly in your state. It's a lot higher, of
2: course. You know, Yeah. Well, both my daughters, uh, my, my daughter Willow has both of her boys in a Spanish immersion class, and they're now seven and five down at this school that does that. Because they felt it was important. And it's been tremendously helpful for me to be bilingual. And uh, I do a lot of my learning has come from using it with people I work with, building houses and doing other stuff that we do together. We run a theater, so we need help there all the time. And um, I do a lot of the work with a Spanish-speaking crew from Central America, mostly Mexico or Guatemala or wherever, Honduras. Are you Spanish-speaking? Oh, yeah. How so? Did you do an immersion program? I didn't, <laughs> I went to a military high school and we had Latin, if you can believe that. And I took two years of Latin and I had three years of Spanish. And uh, I I guess I had Spanish one and two also. But then when I got to college, I had three years of Spanish there. So that helps. But if you don't use it, you lose it. And even with uh, academia type of learning of Spanish, I still didn't think in Spanish until I was really using it a lot and talking to people. And now I think in Spanish, which is a big difference because it's not so slow in terms of talking with people. You don't have to translate the words in your head before you say them.
0: Peter, it's so wonderful to have you here again. We're going to listen to the song, but I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you and appreciate your taking the time today. I just wish I could have more time to so just sit down and have a cup of tea with you.
2: Thank you. Well, the feeling's mutual. And we just did, before we did this, spent quite a bit of time showing each other <laughs> each other's backyards and stuff like that. So it was very sweet. I so support what you're doing out there. And I thank you for including me in this too, because nowadays music, people feel music is free because you can just stream whatever you want. And it makes it really difficult to make a living doing this when, you know, you can have a streamed piece of music gets maybe 140th of a cent, so, you have to have it played 140 times before you get a penny in income from it. And it didn't used to be that way. So, I appreciate any kind of exposure that uh, you give to folks like me and other people that are writing songs that I think are of importance, topical songs of the day. So, thanks, Mike. It's really nice of you to do this. Important.
0: So, folks, go via peteralsop.com. This particular song we're going to listen to, All Our Kids, is on Camping with Dads. There's a lot of other wonderful opportunities, CDs, recordings that you can download, get a hold of. So please do that. And, again, thank you, Peter. My pleasure. Thanks. Links on nordenspiritradio.org. Here is All Our Kids. Also watch the video.
3: I wake up in the morning and listen to the news. Stuff that's going on It shakes me to my shoes We're putting kids in prisons It's happening today But we're gonna make it stop Cause it's not okay They're all our kids Every single one Even if we're not their moms or dads They're all our kids Every daughter, every son And it breaks our hearts, they're in a place so sad so sad
0: If you don't know Peter Alsop's music, both his adult and children's songs, you've got a lot of richness and delight you could add to your life. That one was All God's Children, but you can hear many, many more in my interviews with Peter over the 17 years I've been doing this show. Just search Peter Alsop on northernspiritradio.org and enrich yourself. You can track down all of my guests for both Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action on northernspiritradio.org and and when you visit, also remember to post a comment and contemplate donating to support us, because we depend on you to keep this kind of option viable. We don't take corporate money, so while we aren't beholding to them, that also means we depend on you to keep us a throat. Please remember to support your local community radio stations as well, like the 35 to 45 stations across this country that carry our programs. Your support makes a difference, and I'm hoping that this multi-part Song of the Soul series called Songs of the Border helps lift up our awareness and willingness to reach out to those in need across our borders and to welcome them into the family once they arrive. My third and final guest for today's installation of Songs of the Border is the wonderful, the innovative, and the giant-hearted Anita Isola, joining us via Zoom from Atlanta, Georgia. Anita, what a wonderful opportunity I get to have you again here for Song of the Soul.
4: So nice to be here again, and thank you for having me.
0: And I got to highlight your music again recently because both this past year as well as the year before, you were one of the top finalists for the Songs for Social Change contest. Are you just going to enter a song every year and be a winner each year?
4: (laughs) That's very kind of you. I'm just glad that these songs have spoken to people and that Rawa could find, you know, something valuable and important and moving about the art that I was creating. And I think that, you know, that, <laughs> that pleases me. And then, you know, the fact that that happened with Heartbeat and then again with America, it, it's been great to get that type of
0: reaction and response. I want to remind folks that this contest is held by Rawa, R A W A, the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association, and I have a link to them on NordenSpiritRadio dot org, as well as the interviews I've done with RAWA and with you, Anita, based on those annual contests. Your song "America" was one of the finalists this past year. What inspired that song?
4: I started writing it somewhere in twenty sixteen, leading up to the election. But I was feeling, particularly with that election, more than anything, that there was a divisiveness that was out in the forefront going on in our political landscape and just in such a widespread way in America that I had not felt in all the years living here. It made me sad and it it made me want to dig deep and think about what is America to me? What had it really meant for me? all of these years, or how did I define it? I know that all of this ugliness going on in this election is really wanting to separate us and divide us into these groups. And I was trying to find, I think, my way back from all of that, reminding myself and everyone else of, this is what America meant to me before all of this, and what I still believe that we can get back to someday. You know, we have all these different people coming from different walks of life, arriving in America in very different ways and yet we can still find some commonality and a common thread between us and I think what can be and what has been beautiful about America is that we all can peacefully coexist here despite our vastly different backgrounds of you know what languages we might speak or our our ancestors may speak or what religions we might come from and our racial backgrounds and all these different things and I was worried we were losing sight of all of that. And so that, that's kind of where it started.
0: Did you experience discrimination against you, Anita, because you're from India? I mean, you're a beautiful and talented Indian woman. And I'm wondering if prejudice and racism hit you because of your darker skin, maybe because people might have taken you for Hispanic or Middle Eastern or one of the other groups regularly targeted for hate and fear mongering.
4: I feel like over the period of my life, I have experienced different types of discrimination. And I feel like a lot of people of color would say the same thing. But earlier on in my childhood, I think it was very much like I was growing up at a time that there weren't even a lot of Indians in America at that time, not compared to now. There wasn't even a full awareness of who I was and like why I looked the way I did and cultural understandings of India, like the way there is now. And so I think that, that that was hard in its own right. And not feeling included or part of the conversation was part of some of those challenges. I'd say after 9-11, it turned into something different because there became, you know, a fear of Muslim populations and a lot of ignorance, if you will, of, of what that could look like. And so, you know, I'm from India, and Pakistan is our neighbor. And there's a large Muslim population in India. And Pakistan, you know, and India used to be one country, you know, our people essentially will look very similar. And so I think that sometimes there are assumptions made. There could be some fear towards my community, even though I'm Hindu, and I'm not Muslim. Having said that, even if I was Muslim, I don't, condone judging an entire religion or assuming that the entire religion is contained with extremists only. And so just as we see that in every religion, there are Hindu extremists, there are Christian extremists, there are Muslim extremists. And so it exists everywhere. And I don't condone extremism in in my own religion, nor would I in any other religion. I think the discrimination sometimes lies in the lack of awareness and the lack of desire to really fully understand The depths of what is just different from us. If people are just too comfortable with maybe what they new. And then also, it's more comfortable to place blame on something you don't know, rather than to take the time to educate yourself. I do feel like despite how things have gotten more and more extreme in so many ways since 2016, I do feel like though, as a country, there's a lot more awareness in some of those areas since 9-11. I felt like immediately after 9-11, it was uncomfortable. And that was that was tough. And I was heartbroken, just like everybody else. You know, I think maybe I was naive. I just didn't think maybe a lot of us were just so shell shocked that something like this could happen to us as a country. And I was feeling that. And then it just felt worse to be not considered part of this country and part of those of us, you know, everyone else who was grieving. In that sense, I feel like we've come further. I also think that now I consider myself fully a part of this country. I'm a citizen of America. I am a representation of America just as much as anyone else. And so as much as I might have faced different things along the way, I think that was probably an important part of my journey as well.
0: It seems to me that your song, America, is a love song. It's a love song about a broken heart. You say that in the song, America, You Broke My Heart Today. So it's not a simple happy ever after love song. It's got the complexities that make a love song compelling. Were you conscious of writing a love song?
4: You know, No one ever said that to me. That is a really interesting perspective. I guess I must have been conscious about it to an extent when I wrote the line, until then I'll still love you, (laughs)
0: for the rest of my life.
4: For the rest of my life, yeah. Which was like, that line always gets me when I sing it. It's like, it's hard because I still feel like we've just been broken down in so many ways, in ways that I never saw coming before that moment I wrote that song. I mean, wrote that line, you broke my heart today. And I felt like there have been so many things since then have just broken my heart over and over again. But I just also really want to believe that You know, we're going to find our way. And and then I'll still even if it's a mess, I still love this place. I still love this country and I still love what it I still believe that that love is rooted in what this country is supposed to stand for. Not necessarily, you know, some of these other things that have been these really dark times and situations and that have come up.
0: Folks, Anita Isola is our guest for Song of the Soul. This very special collection of musicians, activists, and songs. I call it Songs of the Border, and this one brings tears to my heart and eyes. It's America by Anita Isola.
5: day you America, you broke my heart today But I know mm mm-hmm.
0: incredible performer is Anita Isola. She's here to share two songs on the special theme for today's program, Songs of the Border. I've had Anita on for a full-length Song of the Soul program to share the songs of her soul, and this kind of song makes me feel I need to have her back regularly to <laughs> share the fresh fruit from her soul. Thanks so much for that song, Anita. Thank you. You have a gift of being able to talk about the deep concerns of the heart without exploding in anger or shaming or provoking. It's hard when you give your heart to someone and they abuse it. And that's been the experience of so many immigrants to this country, those with a different culture, a different tint to the skin, different identity in any way. And that song is so lovely, showing us a way forward together. And I'd like to share a second of your songs also, Anita. My understanding is that you and your husband wrote this song together. Could you tell me about Rumpelstiltskin?
4: Yes. This was written in response to the child separation policy that came about during the Trump administration, the zero tolerance. And when the news of that policy and all the repercussions and all of these young children being separated from their families and being thrown in cages, basically maybe never seeing their family again, even still, it was so heartbreaking to me. I I couldn't even fathom that this was going on. And I'm sure even if people are not parents, they could see how awful the situation was. But also as a As a mom, I just couldn't imagine that type of... My kids were very young, too, at that time. And just the whole thing was absolutely heartbreaking. And for me, and this is how Heartbeat kind of came about for me, too. Sometimes music is my catharsis, or oftentimes. It's kind of what I need. And so at that time, when this was going on, I tried to do everything I could. I tried to call, you know, my representatives and, you know, everybody that I could. I tried to donate to different organizations that might be helping to reunite families I was trying to just research everything I could because it was making me feel so awful. And, you know, I do all of those things. And after I do all those things, I feel like it's still not enough, you know, that there's still something more that I need to do. And usually when I'm really feeling that way, then I turn to music and I turn to writing. And I just felt like I needed a song about this because I just needed to express it. It was too upsetting to me not to express My heart breaks every time I think about it and I still hope that these families can be reunited and I don't think the problem is gone and I think actually I'm glad you're bringing it up now because at the time it was so raw when I wrote it and I think a lot of us might have forgotten about it and I think it's important that we don't forget about it.
0: I'm so grateful that you and the other musicians I have joining with me for this special Song and Soul collection, that you were putting the songs out there, inviting people to look into their hearts and souls and find a more compassionate and connecting way of being as a country. And about this song, we'll be playing in just a moment, Rumpelstiltskin. For those who don't recall the story, The Peasant Woman Become Queen, will lose her firstborn unless she can somehow find out Rumpelstiltskin's name. And that threat of the loss of our children makes it such a fit for the horrendous child separation policy.
4: To try to arrive somewhere that they think is going to offer them some type of refuge and instead to have your children taken away from you is just unthinkable.
0: Folks, let's listen to a second song by Anita Isola. It's called Rumpelstiltskin.
5: Child, take my hand We're going to the promised land
0: Song and blessing from Anita Isola. The link to AnitaIsola.com is on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, but you can go directly to her page if you can spell her name. It's not that hard to spell as as a lot of other words are, like Rumpelstiltskin, for example. Again, Anita, thank you so much for caring about all of our kids and not doing what is is so easy to slip into, seeing the world with blinders and a narrow definition of which kids are our kids and which are their kids, but seeing all of us in the same big caring family. Thank you so much, Anita.
4: Thank you so much, Mark. It's always a pleasure talking with you.
0: We'll be back next week with several more songs and musicians with wonderful songs of connection across borders and perceived differences. I've got the links to AnitaIsola.com, to PeterAlsop.com, and to RandallAdamsMusic.com on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. And you can listen to the full-length interviews with Anita, Peter, and Randy just by searching on my site.